All right. It's about time. The time for the meeting has arrived. Hold on, let me pull it. I gotta pull it. My I gotta switch my notes. This is where. Hey guys, isn't it? Hey, hi. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Together. We're playing D and D together. So exciting. Get ready for the big time. Hello, this is Sarah Di Verona, former chair of Transmutation. The following is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Names, characters, businesses, places, and incidents are the products of the Dungeon Master's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblances to actual persons living or dead or any actual events are purely coincidental, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. You might be wondering how we got here. What are you doing here? She kind of straightens herself as she still is pointing her, her crystalline staff and you. She says, I am Glenda Goodwitch Third, and you're not supposed to be here. And there is somebody who's kind of staying in the dorms that has been studying some divination. You kind of walk up to him, and uh, his name is Tedley. Apparently, he foretold his own, his own death happens in about two years and a half, maybe. If you can see it coming, can't you try and avoid it? Or is it just, is that like a fate thing? And then as the sun rises, the world becomes black. Ends. Oh boy. You all hear a scream from everywhere and nowhere. And it only lasts a few minutes, but it's an ear shattering scream. Wes, roll 2d10 for me. I would like to thank you. Personally, for all the work you have done and all the work you've done for, well, all of us. Apparently, before the United Nations, the society was underground. They're talking about possibly doing that again. Don't tell me you were going to join. There is a clear and present danger to all of us, but the United Nations doesn't want to tackle it head on. Some of us have made the executive decision that we are going to tackle it ourselves. You are being reassigned to a special mission as a special operative in a covert reconnaissance mission. Your mission is to find out who's involved, what their goals are, and to follow them and report back to me. If you wouldn't mind, keep this 100% discreet. Of course, I wouldn't dream of telling anybody. He goes... There will be developments coming to you in the future, and I think you need to prepare for them. You know how to use the spirit realm. Yes. It is time to teach you how to use it for others. I just answer one question, and I'm in. And I'm all the way in. Cash and Julie?
All right, so you all make your way to the docks to this specific location in which the meeting is supposed to occur. You were told to come cloaked to have your identity masked. What are each of you wearing? You already know. You already know him in that. The only thing I would be wearing. Next. <laughs> I guess similar to what I wore at the wedding. Like a Yeah, a no suit? tie. Top button undone. And cloak-wise, um, I am wearing a... Hmm, crash, Cash isn't necessarily crafty, so he probably fucking bought a cloak like an idiot. You know, he probably bought one off mm-hmm. of Etsy. Okay. And it got there in time. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it got there just in time. He overnighted okay, that shit. Cool. And do all we right. have to wear a mask that? Or like, is it some sort of, yeah. Uh, just whatever, whatever you want to wear to hide your identity. And then like, I don't know. Uh, he probably like hit up a costume shop and just got like a simple black mask to go over his like eyes, I guess. I don't fucking know. All right, Zoroing up, Zoroing it up, sure. Yeah. Uh, Julie, what are you wearing? I'm assuming she was using a kind of spell that prevents people from recognizing her. Are you asking for Amber to make you something that lets you yes, not be recognized? Yes, I am. Okay. She yes. crafts something together very quickly. It's a simple, it's a I love mask. how Cash has like, I love how Cash goes like his like ha- went to Spirit Halloween and like <laughs> really fucking went for it and just yeah. just Julie's just like this one eh, mask is fine eh, spell <laughs> yeah she gives you this mask that essentially lets you cast the spell uh, what's the spell called change self or alter something self. like that alter self uh, essentially like you get to. It, Alter self, yes. So you are able to essentially darken all of your features. So it looks like you are wearing like a a, a cloak and your, your your features are, yes. Well, <laughs> you look like that. they cut you out of the footage, like they keyed you out of the footage, <laughs> but in real life. It's very upsetting to look at. All of you make your way to this darkened- Wait, what's Amber, what's Amber wearing or what's she look like? She doesn't go with you specifically. She tells you oh, that she man, has to go guys. separately. Okay, fine. As you all make your way to this uh, almost warehouse on the Chicago Harbor, you are given a special passcode, which you all present as you walk in. There's like two station guards on the outside, cloaked as well, whose faces you cannot see. And as you guys file in, all of you make perception checks. Oh my God, hold on. New dice, guys. New dice, guys. Watch out. New dice, who dis? New dice, who dis? 23. 21. What the fuck? All right. Shit, we're so doing 18 great today. plus five. 17 plus three. No, four. 17 plus four, that's math. Quick maths. Jesse? Five <laughs> plus four <laughs> equals <laughs> nine. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's not the dice, Jesse. <laughs> desk? New desk? <laughs> maybe, maybe. New maybe. desk? Lisa, she might have to, she might have to, she might have to, tell- she might have to warm them up. You know, you never know. I'm telling no, the guy who got them, them for me. <laughs> Or just getting. Just started. roast Connor. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Wes. Yeah. You take in a few of the people who are here at this function. You notice that you could just tell just from like the outlines of people and kind of the, their style and the way they dress. Uh, you see a couple of interesting people. You see Willa is here. Okay. For some reason. You see a couple more people from the kind of smaller magic works that you've been working on that kind of network 
that you've been working with. Mm. You see a couple of other people. You do see one cloaked figure that is pretty obvious because they wear the same cloak all the time. You see Taylor is here, and Jordan oh, also recognizes Taylor is here. I'm glad that she's being discreet. Doesn't seem to be in her order's forte. Do I do I recognize like Taylor or Jordan, or am I just you like... You rolled a very low perception check, so you don't see anybody, unfortunately. Uh, but Wes, Got you it. also notice the... Because you rolled a 23, you notice that there is a kind of darkened silhouette, and it takes you a moment to recognize, but you think, yeah, that's definitely Julie. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's the illusion chair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you look over again, and like you're you're still scanning this area, and you see just a guy in a mask, and you're like, oh, that's Cash. (laughs) (laughs) Just a guy in a mask. (laughs) Do do I recognize Cash? Uh, You would have had to roll a 10 to see Cash, unfortunately. So you do not recognize anyone here. I want to describe this cloak because I have it in my mind's eye now. Brown, like leather, you know, when it has that like oiled texture to it it's like that it almost has like a cape on top of the cloak uh but it is that and it does have like a very like structured mantle mantle. yeah has a very structured hood and yeah some fucking got you mask that matches not very discreet no (laughs) no cash is on some vampire the masquerade shit (laughs) phantom of the opera masquerade ball cash you are also scanning this area you do not see Jesse, but you do see the silhouette of Guntar, Hans, Greta. <laughs> oh, They're my all enemies. here. You do see a, a familiar cloak that you have to assume is Wes. Otherwise, it's yeah, the Reaper. I assume I <laughs> get some like, sense for pretty that nasty true. looks when I get it. That familial resemblance, man. It'll get you. You do get a couple of strange looks. You're not the only one who's wearing kind of a darkened cloak, but just the style of it does appear to be. You're, you're getting a couple of side glances. A little <laughs> more reaper. Percentage. Like, That's fine. like mother, like son. Is it public knowledge now that I'm that no. the reaper is my parent? No. No. Okay. Not quite yet. Got it. Yet? Uh oh. But you all notice as you walk in, there is a stage. You see seven sections kind of on this stage. The stage is empty. There's no one there. But as everyone kind of files in and people are just kind of making conversation, you guys hear a note. And it's this kind of tone. Can you tell me, can you tell me what note it is, please? Uh, it is a C sharp, but it's a little out of tune. And as that tone kind of blares out, it gets the attention of everyone in, in this kind of warehouse area. And you hear a voice kind of whispering out to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Phaetonians, Gaians, humans, and other creatures, welcome. You have been chosen to join us in the new fight against the darkness that presents itself to us today. Welcome to the society of the weird and terrifying. Title card. <laughs> and suddenly you see spectral forms. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Boom. Spotlights. And there's a fog machine. <laughs> God damn it. On the pier. Are we yeah. in a warehouse? Or are we like on the pier? Huh? You're on the pier in this like warehouse area. <laughs> okay. 
Wait, and what month is it? It's uh like end of February, beginning of March. Yeah, why yeah. do you think I have this oil slick? And, <laughs> beginning so of March. it's like hella cold. It's chilly. Yeah, for sure. You see six spectral forms appear on this these podiums. And you see one particularly step forward and go, We are the previous council to the previous society of the weird and terrifying. However, this is a new chapter in all of our lives. A clear and present danger stands to our new world that we find ourselves in. The previous society lost its way. We worked on half-truths, deceptions, misinformation, or not clear enough information. This new society structure presents a clear and present danger to each and every one of you that stays here today. There is always the possibility that you will be hunted down by PETA and hunters alike, some of you which fall in those ranks yourselves. I understand that some of that is a risk you may not be able to take, but a society cannot work without trust. I would first like to ask, if anyone cannot take on this risk, please leave now. There is still no harm done. And you see a couple people kind of look at each leave? other. What if we you just fucked with O'Neill's campaign and just decided not to do it? We just went, no, fuck you, O'Neill. Cash doesn't want to do this anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I can think of at least one instance where that's <laughs> happened. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. No one leaves, but people kind of look at each other a little bit uneasy. And this cloaked figure continues. <sighs> Societies such as this one must work on trust. So we will be transparent. Our goal is not to mislead. Our goal is to save this world, which is in danger, from a foe each and every one of us has encountered at some point in our lives. The Outlands are here, and they are seeking to destroy us. And you see this cloak figure pull back their hood, and you see that it is Jack Fisher. He goes, I am the eldest chair of the society. Jack Fisher, chair of necromancy. And then you see another cloaked figure pull back their hood. And she goes, I am second senior chair, Sarah de Verona, chair of transmutation. And you see others beginning to pull back their hoods now. You see Amber pull back her hood. She goes, I am the chair of evocation, Amber Scorch. And you see another person pull back their hood. And there's a gasp that comes from the audience as you see Mr. AZ pull back his hood and reveal himself. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's about time. <laughs> and he goes, I am chair of illusion, Mr. AZ. And there's like a gasp and like a couple of people clap for some reason. No one's legal quite name. sure. Legal huh? name, AZ. First name A, last name. This is legal name, first name Mister, last name AZ. <laughs> well, you, you assume that people know who this very famous pop star is, pop guitarist is. Yeah. Then you see another person. The fact that he's hood. using his stage name is. Uh, That's what most people would know, Mass. You see another person pull back their hood. Complete compar- compa- transparency. Complete remember. transparency. You see another person pull back their hood, and it's the speaker, and she goes. Oh Lord. I am new to this council. I previously was the speaker. I am your chair of enchantment, Laura Monroe. Holy wow, shit. She gets a name now. It's about time. Which, which chair is she? Chair of enchantment. And then you see another person pull back their hood. And it comes as a little bit of a shock to you three, specifically. 
she pulls back her hood and she goes, I am the chair of abjuration, Glenda Goodwitch III. And you hear another murmur kind of go throughout. Oh my God. You're not my real abjuration chair. (laughs) Uh, As people begin murmuring in hushed tones, is that really, is that a good witch? Is that the good witch? Kind of murmuring throughout themselves. Is that a good one? And finally, you see clawed fingers reach up and pull back a hood, and you see a familiar dragonborn face. Yeah. And he goes, I am Tedley Gorkchuk. He says something in in draconic that means... Oh, God. uh, Firefang. And he goes, I am chair of divination. And after all the cloaks are... Um, pulled back, everyone's kind of murmuring amongst themselves for a moment. We're just like, screw technomancy that they don't get a chair anymore. <laughs> doesn't, Time out. Doesn't seem like. Uh, you know who would be a really good chair of technomancy? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, in a I do. box somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it, okay? I'm like literally, that's like literally one of the that's things I'm doing. Of my side quests. As the murmuring continues, you see that one of these pillars is still blank. And you see Jack address the society and goes, There is still much to reveal to the society, and we will attempt to do it in piecemeal. But first, it's important to discuss the clear and ever-present danger to our world. He gives a nod to Mr. AZ, who does a flourish with his hands, and you see the world. The new world that you are living on. You haven't seen images from space yet of the new world. That hasn't that's been a project NASA's been working on, but because of some of the changes to the world, it's been a little bit harder to get a rocket ship out into space, and the space station has been decommissioned. The world's bigger, at least from what you can tell. And this is where O'Neill shows us the new logo for season two. <laughs> This is also where I cry inside <laughs> because that's so sad. They had to they had to abandon the entire ISS. It's so sad. Uh, the world's bigger than you remember it being. There is shifting auras or something going around it. You're not sure if it's a spell specifically or if this is an accurate representation of the world. The poles, it's a Mercator projection, are bigger. They stretch further down, but the continents are still in their relative positions. So it really is a Mercator projection. As the world spins, you see two moons circling the Earth. And as the uh, planet, it's essentially like zooming out of this planet. And as it zooms out a little bit more, there's another brightly glowing orb circling our world in this diagram. And Jack goes, this is the best representation of our new world, Terra, that we've been able to construct. There are still unknowns. You see the the world spin and zoom in on a part of Eastern Asia that is kind of gray and fogged out right now. And then it spins again. And there's a part on the Northern Hemisphere that's just gone and it spins again, and there's like different pockets of the world unfilled right now. And Jack continues and he goes, but that is not our current danger. Then suddenly the image shakes and suddenly it is pierced through. It's pierced through by these black beams of darkness. 
And as it's pierced through, it's pierced through eight times, skewering different parts of the world. And one of them kind of pierces through the world, but then kind of goes on, like doesn't necessarily go through the world. And Jack goes, eight portals have made themselves apparent on our world. These are portals to the Outlands. We're not quite sure why or how these have appeared, but we assume that since the buffer of Phaeton has been taken away from us and the, the planet kind of zooms out again and you see these different, you see that glowing orb kind of circling the earth and then it zooms out a little bit more and you see further off like a ball of water. And then we zoom out a little bit more and there's like a ball of air. And Jack goes, the two suns, it is not a sun. When the worlds were merged, they weren't merged perfectly. The different planes of Phaeton were not able to merge with ours. They are incompatible. The plane of fire is not a second sun. Our second moon is the plane of earth. Further out, the planes of water and wind orbit us and hang precariously in the balance. Three months ago, and you see the image get a little bit darker, and suddenly that rotating ball of wind starts becoming strangled in darkness. Something is coming. Whatever controls the Outlands, whatever is out there, is coming. And you see those black projections on the, the Earth now make like a map on the globe. These are what is driving it directly to us. There was information given to us during when the society was still functioning. A Shalderon had apparently come upon an item that was able to manipulate and control passages to the Outlands. And you see him turn his hand. And in his hand is this dark green and red multi-planar shape. Through some doing, we were able to procure this item. It is called the Icosagon. Tyler, can you go to Kai's room for me? What? Kai has something for you. You, what the fuck? Oh my God. What a plant? You fucking traitor. What? O'Neill says I really hope Kai has no idea Wait, what's going on. Wait, if you on. gave him a physical prop, that'd be so I'm gonna lose demon. my mind. Oh. <laughs> you want to show it to the class? You're gonna have to like post a photo of this on the Twitter or whatever. Hey. <laughs> a it's a very large D20. squishy D20. Squishy it's a large. Very green large D20. D20. Uh, with like bloody red numbers. <laughs> <laughs> he says. This is the first of two. Unfortunately, the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency has the other. These items can close these openings to the Outlands. There's other work to be done. These portals have been open too long. Beings are beginning to leak onto our world. You will each, if you so choose, be assigned to teams, been giving support and we'll be working out these various missions. Closing portals, discovering what the Outlands are. And you see in the center of these seven pillars, another form appear, cloaked 
Wes in a familiar cloak. And she pulls back the cloak now, and it's this elven woman. Wes, you recognize her, obviously. (laughs) She goes, I am still a little bit out of date. I came from the Outlands. And you hear murmuring kind of coming from uh, throughout the crowd around you now. She puts up a hand. Our ideas of what they are, what they can do, what the Outlands encompasses, we do not have the full story. Whatever the Outlands are, it is multiple. It is many. Many different worlds, some relating to our own, reflecting those on Gaia, others pure darkness, chaos, destruction. The Outlands, the beings of darkness that encroach on our world, want one thing, to consume it. I did not spend six years in the Outlands to let that happen. And suddenly there's like a swell of emotion, and some people like begin like shouting out and some people begin clapping and some people begin like just chattering amongst themselves and you see the speaker kind of getting ready to say something and then realizing that's not really her place um and you see the the cloaked woman kind of raise a hand again and the 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 crowd kind of quiets down we will defend this world the society failed in defending the previous we will not let this one fall She takes a step back and Jack takes a step forward and goes, Some of you may know, Tedley, the divination chair, was prohibited from taking over the spot of divination chair because of a certain future he read. It was his own demise. We have come to a new conclusion. That was not his demise. That was all of ours. And there's a dead silence that goes over the crowd. We have 18 months to close these portals or else our world falls. And there are agents of darkness and chaos that would love to see that happen. Society, stand fast, be ready. It is time to move forward. Then you see him kind of uh, take a nervous breath and say, lastly, we here are going to be true, honest and transparent. And there is one grave sin that we were not transparent about enough. And you see a image kind of appear. It's a static image appear in that blank pillar spot. A cloaked figure of the Reaper. This is like especially awkward because you said Wes resembles right now. Yes. So you actually, Wes, you do see a couple of glances back and forth between you and this silhouetted figure. The 25th chair of conjuration emily barrett you see him take another breath and he actually like searches the crowd and and finds you wes and kind of gives you a nod she did not die or disappear her memories were wiped and she was imprisoned she escaped that prison and assumed the form of the reaper and there's like a large gasp that goes through the crowd and people are kind of murmuring amongst themselves and a couple people like you see one person in particular begins like kind of trying to work their way towards you, Wes. And you see in the back, your grandmother like raise another hand and the crowd kind of begins to, to quiet down. And he goes, the works of the Reaper, as some of you may know, were not entirely her own. 
The former enchantment chair, William R. Fatris, concocted a reality in which the sins of the Reaper were being forced or manipulated. She does not have a clean record. She has killed some of your own friends and families, and that should not go unpunished. However, Conjuration is a chair that is necessary for our society's structure. A powerful seat that needs filled, and no one else is more capable. She has been captured by the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency and is being held in a maximum security prison in Boston, which just so happens to be where our first discovery of one of the portals to the Outlands lie. We will be sending a special operatives team to do the following. Primarily, close the portal to the Outlands using this Icosagon. Secondarily, recovering the current chair of conjuration that is being held in captivity. And thirdly, and you see another image of an Icosagon floating kind of in the middle of the, the air, recovering a second Icosagon so our work can be done twice as quickly. We cannot specifically let you know which special operatives team will be taking care of this mission. But, and he scans the... But I know, we all know who um, the main the characters room. in this room are. <laughs> <laughs> he goes... It's the one wearing a costume shop mask. So <laughs> they are the sole reasons why we are all here today. We will be letting you know your teams and your assignments soon if you so choose to join us. Please, help us save the world. Society, Godspeed. And the silhouettes disappear. And people begin shipping out to Boston. mom. <laughs> Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for... Ding Mong. <laughs> Gotta start coming up with better ones. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Might Be Wondering How We Got Here. If you like what we do and you like how we do it, go on uh, Twitter about the show using the hashtag YMBW or share the show using the hashtag YMBW or, you know, uh, rate us five stars on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll use the name of the show. Like Laura Monroe for Laura M on Twitter. Thanks so much for shooting about the show and, you know, sharing the show with all your friends and loved ones and friends and friends and friends and friends and friends. Uh, yeah, uh, we are back on track for releasing. Uh, apologies for this uh, sort of late Saturday, I think, probably is this when this is going up. I uh, had some hard drive issues, but we are back on track to the bi-weekly schedule, more or less. Uh, these episodes will be coming out weekly, bi- sorry, bi-weekly, and we're having a great time over here. Uh, thanks again to Roby, our editor. Uh, she does the editing. She cuts up the episodes, cuts out all the annoying pauses, and then I go in and I put in all the sound design and music and whatnot. And we are a great team together. Uh, if you like what we do and you want to support our team, uh, go to patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can join one of our tiers. we got bonus content. we got a whole bunch of special stuff on there for you guys. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think we'll be putting up a how we got here coming up soon, I think. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, we do have a how we got here. I think that might be coming out a little bit later, though, because it might be ahead of schedule. Uh, yeah, but thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, let's get back into this episode right now. All right. Uh, do any of you guys do anything like in this moment specifically? Does it seem like this was the entire purpose of the meeting and then we get to dip? 
Or like, yeah. is there going to I be mean, more, more stuff happening? I'm out. Bye-bye. All right. You head out. Wes or Julie, you guys doing anything? I think I head what, out, what too. It, what it just... Oh, I was okay. going to say... I stopped I Julie on the way out. Okay. Yeah. Wes, you you see Julie leaving the meeting, and you walk over to her. Julie. I'm sorry, it's, you are? It's Wes. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Can, let, let's walk. I have a safer place we can talk. I go okay. around the corner and draw a circle, and we go home. Um... Go, if okay. Julie agrees to go back to my place. Yeah, I do. Counterspell. Counterspell. <laughs> I learned magic while you were training the <laughs> When we flash back in uh, to my house apartment, I don't know. I take off the hood. Look, I feel like... You just leave Jordan? No, I'm assuming you can't. Oh, yeah. No, Jordan's there. Jordan leaves. <laughs> hey, Jordan's a private moment. Do you mind? <laughs> Yeah, I will go oh, okay. eat the nothing we have in the fridge. I should also specify. You didn't eat at the meeting? They had little finger <laughs> sandwiches. It was not enough. I'm a growing man. Why don't you get a job and get your own <laughs> damn food and quit mooching off of me? Whatever. <laughs> He's going through his rebellious phase. He the kitchen. <laughs> I guess the demon inside him thirsts for more food anyway. Do you say that? Yeah. <laughs> Usually he's he's, he's eating for two. <laughs> there's, there's a demon in him? I don't know. I haven't really figured it out. It doesn't, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's a demon. It could be like an elder god or something, but you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Look, Julie, my point is I think it's fairly obvious that Yumi and Cash are being sent on this mission. And I feel like things have been awkward between us for a while now and I just wanted to clear the air. Are you sure they would send you? Because or us? Because we have a personal connection. Julie, come on. This is SWAT. Uh, as as you say that, actually, Julie, two letters just pop, pop. I just give That's Julie right, a look yeah. that's like you think, really, you didn't think it was going to be us. Come on. <laughs> Does one of them, what do they say on the letters? Julie? Wes? Okay, I'm going to open my letter. Cash, you at the same time, as soon as, like, you're driving home and a letter just No, please appears. don't. It just it pops Crashes in front of his face and he screams. <laughs> oh, no. Not, not my beautiful Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> no. I returned yeah. that car. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I... Wow! Oh, and and recenter myself in the lane. And then I wait until I get home like a responsible driver. Sure. <laughs> Wes and Julie, you guys can continue your conversation. Yeah. What's the letter say? Oh, yeah. Wes, your letter says, this is a formal letter to join the Society of the Weird and Terrifying. If you so choose, you will be allowed a team, provisions, and a mission to help save the world. And then there's like a little, like a, a, a spot where it's like a square and there's like uh, a spot for your thumb to go on this letter. Like it said, this is a formal letter. This is an informal yeah. text Check inviting yes you to go no. to Jimmy John's with me. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Everyone says the same thing. Yours says the same thing, but again, it's it's a square that you just yeah. could put something. Well, 
I put my thumb on the square. I also okay. put my thumb on the square. You put your thumb on the square. It pricks you, and a little bit of blood comes Ow. Um, onto the the piece of paper. Just a tiny spot of blood, like the amount you would need if you were taking like a uh, a diabetic thumb test. And as the blood kind of fills that square, the the paper begins folding out quickly, just folding and folding and folding and folding until it's essentially like a large stack of Manila envelopes that then plummet down. Thank God I didn't open it in the car. (laughs) And all right. Cool. Cool. Back to the paperwork. Love it. Love it. New SWAT. New SWAT, everybody. I have a lot of stuff to go through. (laughs) I don't know what there is to say. We'll do our jobs. I just, I want you to know that you can trust me out there. I know that. I do trust you. I, I just wanted to clear that up. I've always trusted you. I, uh, I trust you too, Julie. I uh, just didn't want, and I didn't want anybody else in charge of these missions. And uh, yeah, anyway, I, I can send you somewhere uh, normal, I guess. I, I I put the stack of f- files I have to go through into my bag of holding. Okay. I guess just bring me to the. Can you teleport me to like the bean or something? Can can I? No, I can't. Do you have a spell that can do that? I, <laughs> I don't. I can kind of go here and that's, I guess it's kind of a one. I'm sorry. I didn't think this through. Uh, I'll pay oh, for it. I should have said, I should have told you this too, Wes. Uh, Sarah lets you look at her circle. Okay. So you do have that now. I mean, Sarah's I can send house. you to Sarah's house. I don't know where it was, but I'll pay for a taxi. Wes, you kind of open the first, like, smaller manila envelope, and you pull out the piece of paper, and it says your team, and then has a picture of Julie, Cash, and you. Wait, I got that? Dream Or team. Julie got that? Back together on a whirlwind adventure! That. Does that you mean I'm the leader now? We all get that. Oh, we all get that. Okay. I was supposed to be like, your team, I'm, I, I'm the captain now. <laughs> Cash, you get home. Uh, you... Prick your thumb and, and you get just inundated this giant with paperwork. Stack of <laughs> paperwork just falls on the coffee table. Ah, shit. Oh, it fell on the pizza oh, plate. No. Oh, no. Yeah, one of them's oh. a little, a little oh, grease you stained. Said you'd stop bringing work home with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Yeah, Kumi actually goes, uh, what's, what's that all about? <laughs> so this, uh, so the society's back. Okay. Are and, uh, I I'm on a mission with Wes and Julie to go get the Reaper back, <laughs> just like old time. Right, you know, classic classic investigation team stuff. Oh, yeah, what's invest- our new title? What's our like team name? Does it have like? You don't have one. So, you can choose one. Oh, okay. Right, um, Cash. I I want you to be careful. Okay. Well, I mean, it can't get much worse. And then I kind of gesture at my fucked up face. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Be careful, okay? I will. She gives you a nod. Do you crack into your envelopes? Let's crack in. Okay. Yep. You begin opening up. Do you all go through your folders? Sign, you know, yeah. uh, yes. initial here, I'm sign here, so. I assume. Nope. No, no paperwork oh. to sign. It's a really? lot of, of diagrams. Like a lot of diagrams. Ah. Um, your mission. If you so choose. <laughs> We've already accepted it. Um, 
You have already accepted it. Uh, you will go to Jack, who, yep. Wes, you have been given a teleportation sigil. He has specific items Dope. that might help you. He has a, a few of the untested um, chosen items that he was still able to hold on to. And Dope. you will go those. And then they have written out certain schematics for how you can get inside this maximum security prison. It was built on top of the ruined commons and the and the just like Boston to destroy green space for development. Well, you guys technically destroyed the green space. <laughs> <laughs> we de- um, we destroyed it. <laughs> and the outlandish portal just seemed to appear in the same spot. So they have built another maximum security prison around the outlandish portal. And there's no real way to approach this area without being discovered. So, Boston has an underground sewer system. They have charted out a map for you all to go under the sewer system into the ruined previous plant base and then up into the actual security facility. And you have three objectives. One, to recover the Reaper. Two, to recover the second Icosagon. And three, to close the outlandish portal. So, do you guys contact each other? What are you guys doing? I have a question for I you. I set up a when to me. Uh, yeah. You don't have um, that, so can't touch your computer. <laughs> when one of the people was speaking, they said, recover the current chair of conjuration. Mm-hmm. Have they, does that mean they've reinstated Emily Barrett? Oh, yeah, sorry, one more thing. Wes, in your manila file packet, there are two sealed vials. Okay. One of which has a slight crack down the side of it. Okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, got it, understood. (laughs) Say no more. So, you all are told to meet with Jack to retrieve your chosen items. And prepare yourselves. I meet with Jack. So do we all just like yeah, meet up at Jack? Should we meet up beforehand? Uh, Jack is in New York, so he did give you West specifically a teleportation sigil. Unless you guys want to go on a road trip. Well, everyone meet up at the- my house. Oh, everyone meet up at my no, house. No, 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 I'm going there myself because Amber has a teleporty thing to New York, so That's I'll fair. use her thing. All right. So Cash, you go to Wes's. I'd pay for fucking <laughs> airfare. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> You all communicate that. Let's go. You all communicate that you are going to Jack's. So you all prepare yourselves. Julie, you just ask Amber to send you. You two go with Wes. You all eventually meet up at Jack's facility. It's a pretty barren office, kind of on the outskirts of the Bronx. Julie, you've seen a little bit of Amber's office. Nothing in comparison. Like this is so bland and so basic it's almost a little bit of a disgrace but as you guys appear jack goes come in come in come on no one's supposed you're not really supposed to be here so let's get this over quickly he says a couple of magic words and two hands reach up from under the ground and push up these different crates and he goes all right these were the only chosen items we were able to recover they haven't really been tested so be careful but they might be able to help you the fate system is still in place, so just, again, be careful. I need all of you to roll a d6 for me. 
A D6, mm-hmm. moving up in the world. We change the way Ooh, it works. A D6. At one point, mm, I came mm, up with mm, a crappy mm, magical mm, item mm. for O'Neill to add to the table. I completely There's forget what it was. A six. Was, was a six. That a six, Jesse? I also Holy rolled shit. a six. Oh, yeah! You rolled a five. Okay. I rolled a five. Very great. Very nice. Very good. Very nice. Wow. Really good. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Who do I want to do first? Cash, you rolled a five. I'm really feeling Cash, it. Cash, you are just rummaging through these boxes. Jack had a little bit of a hurried tone in your voice, so you're just trying to find something that might be useful to you. And then you're running through this 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 box of things, and you just see like this this like this wallet almost. And you kind of open it up just because you're curious and you're trying to look for something. You open it up. <laughs> Infinite and money. And there's just like this blank piece of paper in it. And you like, you're a little bit confused as to like why there's this like just random blank piece of paper in this wallet. And you kind of show it around like you're just kind of like you, you toss it kind of up and then you like look at it again and it has your driver's license on it. And you're like, well, that's weird. So you like look at it again and it just turns back into a blank piece of paper and you show it to Wes. Wes, you see Cash's driver's license just on this piece of paper and you kind of come to the realization. Jack goes, oh, that's actually really good. Uh, that's psychic paper. You can, it, it can pr- produce any kind of credentials that you need. <gasps> so yeah. when using psychic paper, you can... Instead of having to roll a deception check, you can instead someone to roll a DC 19 investiga- insight or investigation check to, de- <laughs> to determine whether or not you're telling oh the truth about your credentials. So you can impersonate whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. I changed mine to a Hawaii license plate. My name is McLovin. Wes, you rolled a six. Yeah, you can do Julian X if you want. No, Julie's is the best. No, so. <laughs> Wes, you rolled a six. <laughs> you are yeah. digging into this box and you're not really finding anything. So you move over to this other box and you're finding like a lot of techno stuff that just sparks and kind of shoots off whenever you touch it. So you're a little bit nervous to go in, but you like move this one thing and suddenly just popping up out of the ground or out of this box is just this like glowing green mushroom. And it's just like floating there in the air. And you're like, heck Jack yeah. Goes, Huh, I thought they would have taken that one. Uh, well, Wes, if, if you want, I'm, I'm assuming you can probably use it. It's it's a second life mushroom. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can Got it. consume uh-huh. it. You can mm-hmm. wait to consume it. it. It gives you a second chance at life. So uh, just be careful with that and don't don't waste it. Ye of little faith. Yes. I don't plan on jumping off of any bridges anytime soon, but Well, sure. if you need to, you have a second chance, so. And Julie, <laughs> you are looking through all of these boxes, and you are just not finding anything. You've been looking for like 10 mm-hmm. minutes, and nothing's really speaking to you. And so you're looking in this last box, and still, like, nothing in this box you really want. It's like nothing is really calling to you. And then you kind of take a moment. And you dump everything out of this box and take a look at the... At, I, take the I take the box. You take a look at the box. And it's a nice box. It's a hella and nice box. And you guys are, like, looking at your new items, kind of examining the box them. Is tight. Julie, you, like, 
kind of just look up at the box and kind of just like put it over you for a second. And suddenly you guys just like forgot Julie was even there for a moment before Julie, you pick up the box and suddenly Julie's just there. <laughs> I have to pick up a whole a freaking box, box. This and is a so fucking neat. solid snake box. <laughs> <laughs> and Jax goes, Oh shit. I didn't, they left this one. Wow. You guys really found the good stuff. Um, Julie, that's a box of hiding. It's very nice. Um, it, it helps you with with hiding and like it's it's very quick to hide and it's not really noticeable even though it's a box not quite sure how it works again it's outlandish in nature how how large is so the, the box? box can fold to be about three feet but when you unfold it completely it's about five feet so I have to like crouch yes. like snake do I go in the box or do I hold the box you above go in my the head? Box, like Snake. It is from the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Okay. Uh, but it's a box of hiding, okay. which means you get plus okay. 10 to self and you can use your bonus action <laughs> to hide. Yeah, okay. that's good shit. Very good. Very good and powerful. All right. Psychic paper, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do to prepare for your mission? And then I have a final thing. Well, we need to have a meeting, first of all. You may do so. Uh, they gave us the plans to break in, yeah? Uh, they gave right? you the route to break, yeah. break in. They didn't necessarily know what challenges you might face. Got it. Um, cool. I don't know what there is to plan, guys. What do you think? Well, I could try to find out what cell that would be useful. she's in. That could be good. Do you think there's anything in the old plant that might be able to help us? I mean, it is the so old plant. Do we have to go through there anyway? Isn't that we're going up through the basement there? Yeah, so... Yeah, we're going up through the he's plant. He's saying, is there anything the that we can prison. take? Yeah. Who knows if there's a tiny colony, uh, the colony of little plant monsters. Oh, yeah, down. good point. I don't know. Fertilizer? Like, what? I don't, I don't know. Giant panda? Yeah, giant panda. Maybe the giant panda ate all of them. I don't know. Uh, it would be worth... Taking a look down there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll see what I'll see if I can drag up any files on on the plant. Do it. I this like is it also now. the the portion where you can go buy all of your items. There's not really any SWAT shops. There is the Hunter's store, uh, which essentially is just a Bass Pro shop, but for magic. So cash, you, <laughs> you can I hate you can go uh, buy certain. It. Spell scrolls and certain magical items. Julie, you have the full arsenal of PETA. And Wes, yeah. you're just kind of you there's some underground I stuff you might go. be able to get. I mean and I can Wes have people was buy there stuff too. For me. Sure. In fact, that's what I do. I make sure I'm stocked up on chalk and like you know, essentials. Essential okay. oils, you know, very important for magic. Well, you know where to get those, so today's the day. Today's the day I'm getting my grappling hook. Before you guys leave, Jack goes, Cash, I um, I heard that you possibly can use the spirit realm. I heard that you walked out of the meeting and immediately told the first person you saw. <laughs> I heard you're a fucking rat. Yeah. It might yeah. behoove you all to take a dip. Uh, Cash, what's this about uh, the spirit realm? Yeah, so over the past year, I have learned how to channel the spirit realm by myself. Interesting. No tanks Interesting. needed. And I can do it with other folks as well. 
So it might be a good idea to pop in and check on everybody. <laughs> See how we're all doing in the past, which will tell us the future. So if you guys want to do that beforehand, let me know and I will. You guys are dead in the spirit realm. I mean, we could always go not back necessarily. in time. It's not like a linear time thing, I don't think. Nor do we have to inhabit those spirit avatars. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little weird. So I jumped into some ghost hunters once. That was cool. But whatever you guys want to do. I, it might be a good idea. I might just do it anyway. But if you want to. Yeah, sounds like there might be some juicy plot nugs in there. Let's do it. Yeah, swing by my place. I have all my like incense and stuff and you can do that. It's kind of a process. All right. You guys plan for that. And as you guys disperse from your meeting plans, you guys can just I'll, I'll send you guys for the next episode. We'll just do the, the buying of the specific items. Let's just end on this hook here. And I think it's fine if you guys listen to this one. Julie, you leave this meeting with Wes and Cash and you find your way to the PETA offices and you walk into General Malo's office mm -hmm. and as you shut the door his chin is resting on his hands and he goes if you wouldn't mind let's discuss what you found out at that meeting of course sir you <laughs> fucking narc traitor ass motherfucker fucking you rat. narc how fucking you dare you you fuck? fucking rat <laughs> You said I said I just no, oh, I opened it emotionally and it came back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs>